Nation. From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine right here on the Ohio News Network. A friend of our show, Tyvis Powell, who contributes here to our flagship in Columbus, Buckeye National Champion. He was a part of that 2014 run by Ohio State that landed in the promised land. He had the final interception of that season. He's a BTN football analyst now. He's on the Browns Radio Network. You're doing it all. Do you enjoy your role with BTN? And for those that aren't aware, it's kind of a week-to-week travel situation. Tell them what you do, Tyvis. I First of all, let me start off by saying I love what I do with BTN. I'm traveling every week to a different Big Ten uh, campus where me and Mike Hall is calling a game. It's a pregame show for wherever to, whatever campus that we're at. And I do a great job of just having fun. It's a loose environment. It's you. It, exactly. <laughs> it's a loose environment. We have fun. But there's also portions of it where I'm breaking film down and I'm explaining things so, so people can come and get every experience. They can have fun, but they can learn football as well. I was going to say, it feeds right into your personality. You can still call little X's and O's. You can still be yourself. Have you you had a chance, and I watched it this past weekend, but have you had a chance to intermingle with the different fan bases thus far through the first third of the season? Yeah, you know, actually, they are... They're very welcoming, except I did go to the Wolverines. And, you know, once they found out who I was, you know, they gave me a little look. But they've been winning the last couple of years, so we was able to laugh and joke about that. They don't remember that uh, moment when Brad Nessler had the infamous call of Tyvis Powell saves the season. <laughs> yeah, no, or they've sh- conveniently forgotten about it because now they're they're winning and they're, they're playing great ball. What do you see in the league right now? Well, I see that this league is kind of wide open. I mean, when you think about the Big Ten, you know, it, it's coming down to just three teams. It's coming down to the Wolverines, the Buckeyes, and Penn State. Um, all three of them have what it takes to make it in the CFP. But I, the good news is all of them play each other. So we'll find out very soon about it. But the West is kind of shaky. It's the wild, wild West. Um, this last year of it, everybody's either have a loss or no loss. I think Wisconsin's the only one without a loss. So it's going to really come down to the last week for the whole entire Big Ten. The Buckeyes need to be where heading to Purdue next week, don't they? Yeah, we need to uh, <laughs> that, really be on top of things coming into uh, going into Purdue. What have you seen campus-wise that you enjoyed? Because as a player, it's a little different. You don't necessarily, well, at least you're not supposed to get out and check out those campuses. But when you're there a day or two and have the ability to be around them, that's kind of part of the the job. What are you seeing from some of these these areas within the league? Well, it's funny that you bring that up because I I said that I would go to each campus and I'm going to just walk around a little bit so I can take in what it's like to go to that campus. And so far I've, I've been unbiased about a lot and I'm like, okay, I can see the experience here. I can see why, you know, students want to come here and athletes want to come here. It's a really good atmosphere. Um, I've enjoyed Wisconsin and I even believe the Wolverines campus is very nice as well, which is surprising to hear me say that. It, well, a little bit, but it is a really nice campus. We're lucky, and the and the Big Ten is evolving. It's mm. growing. Yes. What are your thoughts on expansion? I I think we're going to need a whole other schedule for next season <laughs> with some of these West Coast teams joining, but it's kind of the evolution in the way the game is right now. 
nationwide, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are against it, but I'm for it. You know, the thing is, when you come to college, you want to play really good competition. You want to play against the best because when the NFL scouts come calling, they're going to want to see games, not what you did against, you know, Youngstown States and stuff like that. They want to see you against USC's, Washington, Oregon's in these big marquee matchups. And I think that if you can get that experience of playing in big games in college, you know, it'll make your transition to pro better. You know, a lot of people's push on it is the travel situation. You know, you got to travel all the way to the West Coast or vice versa. Well, if you play in the NFL, you know, I played for Seattle. We had to travel to the East Coast a bunch of times. And if I would have had that experience in college, I would have got a routine down. So I knew how to have my body correctly ready for the game. And I think if you can get that in college, that experience in college, it'll make you better for the pros. Tyus, are you able to recognize and notice a difference with how things are going collegiately right now with name, image, and likeness, has that been a factor in your travels and your Big Ten Network job at all? No, no. Um, I think that the play, the athletes have been really respectable. Um, they've really come through, and nobody has big-timed us when we've asked to do interviews or anything like that. I think these guys still want that, that media exposure, and a lot of them want to go into media. So they've been really acceptance of you know any interviews or any requests that we've had of them. If you rewind five years, would you have ever dreamt you'd be doing something like this week to week, different travel destinations? You're flying to an Illinois or Purdue. Come on, man. That's that's <laughs> like that's incredible stuff. I know you play in the league. Uh, I know you have high aspirations, but it's pretty cool, isn't it? It is. You know, sometimes I pinch myself and be like, yeah. man, just <laughs> just a few years ago, I never thought that this what I would be doing. I would hope that I would like to be around the game, but. Although I can't play football like that anymore, unless somebody asks me to, I will get out there on the field. But to be around that atmosphere and be in that environment, it still feels like I'm still playing. So I really do appreciate it, and I enjoy calling games. You've done a a remarkable job since your youth and upbringing doing high school football here a few years ago. So it's certainly been a lot of fun to watch. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue right here on the Ohio News Network. Join us for Gambling Things, Fantasy Sports, Gambling Things, and most importantly, Gambling Things. Hollywood Casinos on the Money, Sunday morning at 9. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. The fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Tyvis Powell, former Buckeye National Champion and BTN football analyst, also with the Browns Radio Network, is our guest. Tyvis, you've got such a big hat on with all these roles you hold media-wise, but what is your perception right now on what you've seen from the Buckeyes? I see a team that's that's hungry. You know, after the Notre Dame game, I think a lot of questions got a- got answered. You know, everybody came out with the whole physicality thing or and the questions about Kyle McCord, can he be the guy? And there was questions about the pass rush and stuff like that. And I think in that Notre Dame game, I think the one thing I can say about this Buckeye team is that they get better week week in and week out. Every game I've watched them, they've gotten better. And I think if they continue to do that trend, by the time we get to these big games, you know, Penn State later in the year or the team up north at the end of the season, I think if they continue to trend upwards, they should be full strength and ready to go and hopefully they can win those games. Tyvis, you played defensive back when you were here at Ohio State at a high level. When you see a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. go out 
come back in, regardless of how many times they targeted him, based on the group he has around him, what does that do to a defensive backfield, and what does that do to a receiving room like we saw with Ohio State? So when Marvin Harrison's in there, obviously, you know, the game plan is we got to do everything we can to keep eyes on him. We should have four eyes on him at all time. That meaning that two guys should be responsible, whether that's bracket coverage, where you take the inside, I got him if he goes outside, whether it's a two-man where you got every under, the corner has every underneath route, and I'll be over the top for the deep ones, or we just flat out double team him for the rest of the game but that's pretty much how Marvin Harrison is being played this season when he's out of the lineup for a while obviously you can go back to just focusing on a mecca but I think the receiving core has done such a good job of stepping up. Julian Fleming is making plays. Cade Stover, the tight end position, is finally looking really good here. So Kyle McCord is doing a great job of getting the ball to everybody and not just locking in on Marvin Harrison. It's painting you talking offense, I could tell. But tell me what your thoughts are on this defense because through the front third, they look very disciplined right now. Yeah, I mean, the questions coming into this was, We knew that the D-line was going to be very strong. We thought that would be the focal point of this team, and that would help the secondary. To me, I think the secondary has played really well. I think they get their hands on the ball. Denzel Burke is having a really great year this year. He's finally seeing the ball out. He's jumping routes. He's got a pick on the season. He's got a bunch of PBUs, so he's playing the ball well. Um, As far as the pass rush goes, it's not quite there yet, but I see the progression. You know, I see Jalen Tuimolo-Wild start to do a spin move in there. I see Jack Sawyer getting there. I see Tyleek Williams coming in. So it's a bunch of guys that's a collective effort that's making this thing roll. And I think the linebacker position is very sturdy with Steele and and, um, Tommy just not missing tackles, being for short tackles. And their pursuit to the ball, especially Steele Chambers, he's relentless. Defensively, do the linemen, do the ends have to get home to make this defense even a little bit better? Yes, they do. They have to find a way to really start getting pressure. And and the pressure is fine, but these quarterbacks have been doing a good job of getting the ball out their hands. Once you start getting those sacks, that's when this thing will come full circle because you have the secondary that's already playing that tight coverage. And that's a big part of it. They're buying this D-line that extra second to hit home. They got to get there. When you see a guy like Tommy Eichenberg pre-snap calling the plays, adjusting guys, being that quote-unquote quarterback, as mm-hmm. we've heard from his defensive coach, does that let everybody else kind of settle and not have to think quite as much? Mm-hmm. Is that a luxury? It is a luxury because that's the thing. You want guys to play as fast as they can. And if you got them thinking all the time, then they can't go as fast because they're trying to make sure they do everything right. When you got a guy that's telling you, listen, this is exactly what you got to do on this play. And you can, you don't have, it takes the thinking out of it. You can react to whatever's going on and you can go as hard as you can. So Tommy has done a great job of adjusting guys, making sure they're in the right gaps and making sure that everybody's handling their assignments. Finally, Tyvis, emotionally, when a Buckeye team has such a huge win and then into the bye week, and again, we've got two-thirds of the year left starting this week with the Maryland Terrapins in town. Emotionally, is that a is that a good pause, do you feel, for the Buckeyes going into that week off? I think that the way that they won and the fashion that they beat Notre Dame, I think it was good to have that week off because there is some some nagging injuries that's, that take place in those first few games, and you want to make sure that you get 100% healthy because Maryland is a really tough team, and, and the rest of the schedule is going to get tougher. So you want to make sure that all of your aches and pains are gone so you'll be ready for these last few games. 
We'll have more with Tyvis Powell when we continue on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine right here on the Ohio News Network. Are you starting to question your gambling or the actions of someone you love? It may be time to talk to someone who understands. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline today and talk to a trained specialist. There's no judgment and no commitment. Plus, it's completely free and confidential. We're here for you. You are not alone. And remember, we all have the power to change with the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio. Make the call today. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio at 1-800-589-9966. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. From, from the Ohio, Ohio News Network. With autumn's arrival, ISA-certified arborists recommend that fallen leaves be left alone or mulched to improve plant health. When leaves decay, they transform into organic matter absorbed by the soil to become moisture to trees through their roots, which helps trees weather drought conditions. Leaves are also a natural habitat for butterflies, chipmunks, earthworms, and others, which increases the population of beneficial insects for the next growing season. To learn more about the benefits of autumn leaves, contact an ISA-certified arborist near you by going to trees4ohio.org. That's trees4ohio.org. Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Election Day is just over a month away on November 7th. And in many school districts around the state, voters will be deciding the future of their communities by deciding school board races and local school levy issues. Make sure your voter registration is in order by October 10th to make sure you can have your say. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. The fan, the fan, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Tyvis Powell is our guest on the Ohio Sports Magazine this week. Let's transition to your your day job, if you will, which is kind of your weekend day job, and you're busy with the Brown stuff, Browns Network pre post game. Uh, analysis work. What has that experience professionally been like? Certainly much different than what you're doing right now on a Saturday, per se. Well, you know, obviously growing up as a Browns fan, I'm passionate about that. So it's nice to be able to look at it and 
help fans understand what's going on on the field. I think that's been my calling there is breaking tape down or evaluating what's happening and being when fans are like, how did this happen? I can give them an answer. And I really enjoy just teaching fans the, the, the player's perspective of a game. Tyvis, had you had, have you had to be like, look, slow down, simmer down. You're dealing with maybe obnoxious folks, maybe mm-hmm. folks that are fired up yeah. hot in the moment. Yeah. Have, have you had to kind of figure out how to deal with some of this stuff? Yeah. You know, I, well, obviously, I'm a pretty calm guy, especially when it comes pretty, to yeah. <laughs> breaking things down. So it's I let everybody have their moment. And, you know, when I get these calls on post game show, you know, a lot of fans are fired up. And to me, I, I was I always explain to them, you I understand how you feel and I see why you feel that way. But let me help you out to, under, to help you ease that and show you that there is some positives and everything that's going on with the Cleveland Browns. Browns are into their bye week this week. Setback last week. Where do you feel they have room still to progress, get better, and the injuries all of a sudden mm-hmm. have piled up on this squad? Well, the injury's been the big part of it. Yeah. I mean, you lose your starting running back and then your quarterback go down. And then over the course of, you know, last week's game against Baltimore, you know, you lose some offense alignment in there as well. So it's just starting to pile up. So hope this bye week has come at a good time. Um, they have to hit the reset button, and they really have to figure out how they want to attack teams moving forward. I think defensively, you know, as long as they try to hold guys under 14 points, which they've done a great job up until last week, um, they'll ha- always have a chance to win these games. What makes this defense so special? There appears to be depth, but from your perspective, what's made them stand out? It's the attitude and the leadership. Um, I think if you look at them from last year and you look at them this year, they're they're having so much fun just flying around and making plays. I mean, everybody has a, a handshake that they do. They celebrate all the time. They're chest bumping each other. It's just a different swagger about this defense. And like I said, they're passionate and they're relentless getting to that football. And how much is that can be contributed to the defensive coordinator, the change, the attitude he has brought to this. Well, I think it's been a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Just hearing a new voice in there um, and and demanding guys of perfection. I think he don't let them get um, complacent with where they're at. He's always pointing out things that they're do- they can do to get better, and they've taken that coaching because I think this is a young group of guys that want to be great. I mean, they've seen things in Cleveland not be great, and they want to be that shining light on that team, and so far, that city's behind them. You're a part of that network, and you do a great job, and you're around a lot of employees important Browns folks. Can you give us a little hint? Do we think this is a immediate and not a long-term injury for Deshaun Watson, or do you have any idea? Well, this is shoulder injury. I'm thinking yeah. when he comes back after the bye week, I think he should be ready to go. Well, that's that's good to hear. And I know a lot of Browns fans are hoping for that. When you put the, the glasses on, the AFC North had a really bad weekend this mm-hmm. week. Baltimore's kind of run away with that mm-hmm. to this point. And we're only early, not even a quarter of the way into the, the season. But what are you making from the AFC North and even like Cincinnati struggles right now? Well, injuries seem to be played a part of every team in the AFC North right now. Um, even Baltimore is handling it well because they lost J.K. Dobbins. They're starting running back for the rest of the season. I think that, and they got a bunch of injuries. Odell was out. Bateman's out at the receiver position. But having Lamar back there, he's been really poised and he's really step, taking a step forward as a passer this year. When you look at, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky just 
just went down. So we have to see how serious that is because that offense was kind of struggling already. Their defense has been the ones keeping them in in games. And then when you look at Cincinnati, you know, you don't have a 100% healthy Joe Burrow. And obviously that's becoming effective. You can tell from just the way that they play. And obviously Jamar Chase has some comments after the game that wasn't great as well. They got to figure something out. Um, maybe trying to rush Joe back from that injury was not the right decision. So you've got a busy Saturday traveling. Sunday, you've got at least a 12 to 14 to 15 hour day, depending on game kick. Have you had a chance to enjoy this football season, though, in general? You know what? Just being around the game, <laughs> being around the game is enjoyment. So him. I'm having fun just being around the atmosphere again, feeling that energy from these players and listening to them talk and reminding myself that that was once me. So I, I think that's the enjoyment I get. And like I said, anytime I can teach somebody the game of football, that's always a pleasure of mine. Davis Powell, our guest on the Ohio Sports Magazine. Thanks for your time, partner. Thank you. Go Bucks. Go Browns. And we'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue right here on the Ohio News Network. Your favorite website has come to life. <laughs> no, 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 not that website. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour, all Buckeyes all the time. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Tuesday night at 8 on the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's check in on Cleveland. Eric Reeser joins us from the Ohio News Network. Talking with Jeff Ellis. He is the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Download, subscribe, listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast, wherever it is you do your podcasting. Jeff, Terry Francona made it official this past Monday, stepping down as manager of the club after 11 seasons. What's your assessment of Francona's decision? Was this the right time for the separation? It does feel that way, especially just for him. With all the health issues and facing multiple surgeries, I think it's for him as a human being best to take some time. He's still going to be part of the organization we, we've talked about since then. Uh, but it did felt like he needed to maybe slow it down and just get healthy for him. And yeah, it, this is, uh, I said on the podcast multiple times, it's probably the fourth best run in the history of this franchise uh, and the second best of my life. And we just you know get to appreciate the success that occurred under his management. Jeff, what kind of role could you see Francona coming back in? I know that it was... Um, team president Chris Antonetti that had made mention that he, you know, Francona was welcome back. But would there be, you think, maybe in a couple of years, that itch for Francona to manage again some club once his health issues kind of get behind him? Yeah, I, I I've had that thought as well. It's like, does this um, put a bit of a, you know, a, a shadow over the next manager? Uh, I, I don't think Tito would ever do that to anyone so i think even if he would feel that it you know i think he would never want to do that he's just not that person he did say he can't see himself working for any other organization uh so it feels like he'll be like in a special advisor role i think he'll still want to be close to the game i could even see him being i don't want to say like a manager who's not a manager but i could see him just making himself available being around but maybe not in a fully defined role but that that is the one thing that i think if you're a manager coming in you do worry about that where he's like well i couldn't see myself going anywhere else but also what what happens if he does decide he wants to manage again right and how much influence or input could you see the organization allowing francona to have in picking the next skipper i think you know that he's 
this is one area where he may not have a ton of influence, but they're just going to kind of let him let themselves go. They have such a wide list. The initial reports where their their initial list was 45 to 48 names. Uh, and we only know two of those so far, but it's going to be very interesting, especially because a lot of the candidates, I think many of us have thought could be targets, are still coaching. So seeing uh, what names we hear about as this postseason goes on, but I think actually do too much to contribute this year is, is finding his replacement. It, maybe it's a little bit hard for him to do uh, as well. Maybe that's why they came out and said it. it. Tito, again, for health reasons, knew he had to give up that position, but I don't think he necessarily wanted to. Talk about that list that the organization has to kind of check off um, in terms of possible candidates, um, two within the organization, DeMarlo Hale, Sandy Alomar Jr., is there any real movement towards either one of them taking the top job? Well, we know Sandy uh, declined in our view, and I think uh, you know, he's going to be a part of the organization. Uh, the, you know, the one big question with manager is, are they going to let them bring their own staff? How much of it is who's going to stay or in what role or what uh position uh, will they have? Sandy's going to stay. They've stated that he's a part of this organization. I I kind of wonder if when he got that long look in 2020 of what it's like to be a general manager, he applied for a few jobs, I believe, the next year, went in for interviews, I should say. I uh, And then really didn't last year uh, go up for any. So I kind of wonder if he was like, that's not what I want. Like, he might like coaching, but not like all the added hoops that comes with, with managing a team. Uh, he'll be with the team in some role. Might be the same role. We don't know that, but we know that Sandy he uh, declined uh, to interview. And Mario Hale, we don't have too much information right now on. I'll be curious to see if they interview him or if again the the whole thing comes down to uh, my gut feeling is they want to go external, and I, I think that they're going to want to get someone outside, and then how much power they will give whoever that is, to completely remake the staff there. Sticking with your gut, Jeff, who is one name that you think they need to be targeting either now or when the World Series wraps up? Uh, so my number one candidate I've talked about on the podcast is, is Bobby, I'm going to get his name wrong because pronunciation is terrible, Magallana, who is one of the two hitting coaches in Atlanta. I uh, he is, I think it's very useful to be bilingual, which he is. He has coached to multiple levels. Uh, his brother was a former uh, Cleveland Indians draft pick and was in the minors, I want to say in the early 90s. Uh, you know, that Atlanta team is really good at hitting. So that's, that's one of the reasons you want to go get him. But he has experience managing. And then I can't remember the exact years uh, off the top of my head, but he was a former manager in Cleveland's own system. Um, I want to say in the last, seven to 10 years. might have been like 2014, 2015, where he was at Lynchburg and Columbus. And he had, I believe, four years in the system. So he's an external candidate who is an experienced hitting coach, which we know this team has issues with. I think the bilingual uh, ability is is a big bonus right now. And, you know, he has that advantage of knowing a few guys in system, having worked in the system, being someone that the uh, management group or knows from his time here. So um, all that came kind of came together when I was just kind of going through and looking at coaches where he just really stood out for me. Jeff, the guardians have about 10 players up for arbitration. Once the world series goes final, two of those uh, Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie, would it be any shock to you if either one of those guys was not on this roster next season? Tristan McKenzie, I would be shocked if he's not on the roster. 
um, with all the years of control and everything that he is uh, capable of doing, you're hoping he gets healthy and that last year was the blip and that he will be fine uh, next year. And with those young arms, Tanner Bybee statistically just had the third best season a rookie pitcher has ever had um, outside of maybe Mike Garcia, the most underrated player in Cleveland history, potentially in Herb's score. So that group is there. The reason you might still trade Shane Bieber is one, his arbitration number is going to go up and he was already making $10 million. And if you're going to pay a player that much, you want to make sure you're going to get contribution for him. And uh, the last two, the last three years, he's spent at least half of the season on the disabled list. So you run the risk of if you don't trade him now, and it is a weak pitching class, so there is the ability to potentially get more thanks to the, you know, just basic supply and demand. Uh, there's a chance that if he goes and has another health issue, they may not even offer him the qualifying offer. And at the end of next year, you could end up with half a season of Bieber and nothing to show. So I, I do think there's still a strong case to, to consider trading him, especially if you can maybe get a, a bat. He is Jeff Ellis, the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Download, subscribe, listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast wherever it is you do your podcasting. Jeff, thanks so much for the time today. Thanks for having me on. It's always a lot of fun. Thanks, Eric. Up next, we head south here in the Buckeye State. Paul Keels checks in on Cincinnati right here on the Ohio News Network. The Buckeye Show. Clock stops after a first down. What are we doing? Like, why does it need to be stopped? Run tempo, for God's sakes, if you want to, for a couple of plays. The Buckeye Show. Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing and Care Source. Weeknights at 6 on the fan. And... Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's go to Paul Keels on the Ohio Sports Magazine, checking in on Cincinnati. It's our privilege this week to talk with James Rapine, who hosts the Locked on Bengals podcast with Jake Lisko. Jake, uh, James, good to talk to you. It's been a while, but let's begin by talking about the Bengals and their most recent outing in Texas against the Titans, one that certainly has left a lot of questions. What's kind of the top of your list of questions? Well, it certainly starts with this offense. It starts with Joe Burrow. And and can they find ways to overcome this injury that, that he's playing through? Clearly, he's not 100% with this calf injury that's lingered, obviously he, he did it in camp initially and then aggravated it a few weeks ago against the Ravens. And so I, I think that's part of this. Can Burrow continue to get healthy while the coaching staff do what they can to make life a little bit easier on him because he's less than 100%. I know you and Jake have talked about it at the coaching staff, making adjustments. Do you kind of have a guess as a layperson what kind of adjustments you think the coaching staff might be looking at, James? Yeah, I I think they would love to run the ball more. Part of it is, you know, they, as a team, haven't played complementary football. And the defense has has left some to be desired, for sure. Special teams has been a struggle. It's not just the offense. And so I think that's tough. It's tough to say, all right, we're going to run it. If you're the coaching staff, we're going to run it 30 times this week when you're down two scores. It just doesn't really work that way, especially an offense like this one. So I think they would like to get a lead early. And schematically, uh, of course, they would love to run the ball a bit more and take the ball out of Burrow's hands. But most times, more often than not, you want to be playing from in front if you're doing that versus behind. That puts a lot of onus on Joe Mixon. But does it also point out the absence of a guy like Samaj P. Ryan James? No doubt. I think Joe Mixon's off to a, a really good start this year and in running really hard, breaking tackles, looks explosive. At the same time, I, I think that 
not having a second back, not having a Samaj P. Ryan. They do have Travion Williams and Chris Evans and Chase Brown. But other than that, I, you know, I, I don't know, outside of naming names, I don't know who's in that Samaj P. Ryan role. So we'll see if they can have someone emerge throughout the season. But as of now, there is no second back. And, and it's kind of a second back by committee. And those three guys have a total of seven carries this year. So Joe Mixon is doing all of the backfield work from a, a running standpoint. And I would expect that to be the case on Sunday. James, let's look at the other side of the ball on defense. I think there was an anticipation with the people they lost on the back end, there would be an adjustment. Have you kind of seen that that's been what's gone on here? Certainly. Yeah, I, I think so. I think Nick Scott's getting settled in, into the secondary. Obviously, it's his first season here in Cincinnati. And big shoes to fill with Jesse Bates and Von Bell leaving. It, Dax Hill, to me, has has done a, a really solid job and has, has been what I thought the Bengals expected uh, him to be when they drafted him in the first round a few years ago out of Michigan. And it's a versatile chess piece. He plays all over the field. You see him sometimes blitzing. He has multiple tackles for loss. He has a sack this year, a couple of interceptions. So, so Dax hasn't been perfect. You know, they've given up some explosive plays, and I think some are on Dax, some are on Nick Scott, but, but he's lived up to the billing. And I think the key is for the, the communication errors to go down as these guys play together longer, and that should happen. And then the other part of it is Nick Scott just getting more comfortable in this secondary, in this defense. They need it to happen soon because they need this defense to to be better, especially with Burrow uh, beat up a little bit right now playing through that calf injury. Is there the hope and the thought, James, that and you talk about the guys on the back end like Nick Scott getting comfortable. Having experienced linebackers and alignment, can that help that growth a little bit there? I would say so for sure. I mean, you have a guy in Logan Wilson who handles all of the communication. He's essentially the quarterback of the defense, and and we know what he can do. Jermaine Pratt flying all over the field. And so those are two guys that they lean on a ton from a leadership standpoint, and even more so this year, I think it's fair to say. Other guys in that mix, Mike Hilton, I would say he's in that mix as well as a leader in the secondary So and on defense, to be clear. So I think – they have leaders even without Bates and Bell this year, but they're still trying to find their footing as an overall defense. And it, like I said, it needs to start soon, preferably Sunday, if they're going to get a win. Absolutely. Is there kind of a feeling, James, and I think you and Jake talked about this on your most recent podcast, that this team just needs to get to that bye to be able to reset things? No doubt. I mean, they, they, they're facing a decent amount of adversity, you know, and it's not just their quarterback. Now T. Higgins dealing with a fractured rib. It's, it's a lot, and they need to find a way to scrape, scratch, claw their <laughs> way to 500 at the bye. And if you can just get there and you have a week to breathe, you, you could Burrow can put his, his legs up because I know this has got to be – in fact, I know it is. It's killing him because he can't do what he normally can do. And mentally it's there. It's just physically he's not able to do everything that he normally does. So he, he's working really hard to get healthy, I know. And, and so they're going to have to play as well as they have all season, I think, to beat an Arizona team that no one expected to be good. But they've been a competent football team thus far, and they've certainly been competitive. James Rapine from the Locked on Bengals podcast. James, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to more of it down through the course of the season. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Paul. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. 
And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. With autumn's arrival, ISA-certified arborists recommend that fallen leaves be left alone or mulched to improve plant health. When leaves decay, they transform into organic matter absorbed by the soil to become moisture to trees through their roots, which helps trees weather drought conditions. Leaves are also a natural habitat for butterflies, chipmunks, earthworms, and others, which increases the population of beneficial insects for the next growing season. To learn more about the benefits of autumn leaves, contact an ISA-certified arborist near you by going to trees4ohio.org. That's trees4ohio.org. Betting happens as fast as sports. And now every play is faster than ever before. You're on the edge of your seat until the moment when it's all on the line. Which is why it's important to pause before you play. Sports are fast. Betting shouldn't be. So remember to set limits, know the risks, and pause before you play. To learn more, visit pausebeforeyouplay.org. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Election Day is just over a month away on November 7th. And in many school districts around the state, voters will be deciding the future of their communities by deciding school board races and local school levy issues. Make sure your voter registration is in order by October 10th to make sure you can have your say. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby, reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House, Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from, from the Ohio, Ohio News Network. Network. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. And let's check in with our producer, Colin Berenger. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, it's the bye week for the Cleveland Browns, and General Manager Andrew Barry took to the podium to talk to the press. The guys react to that, plus the miscommunication on whether Deshaun Watson was going to play against the Ravens. They discuss all of that and more. Andrew Barry just finished up his bye week press conference, and he had a lot of interesting things to say, guys. Most importantly... Uh, interesting is a little strong, Mike. No, I think it was pretty interesting, mm-hmm. especially the communication and how if the If by whole... interesting you mean boring, yeah. then it was very interesting. Right. Interesting I'll... the fact that he did not back up his head coach. Well, okay, what was your biggest takeaway? Was that it? I think that was. The fact that Bull... he went a different route on the biggest position on the field, the quarterback, and the decision to play yeah. Deshaun, not play whose decision it was. Right. On Monday, Kevin Stefanski said one thing. 
Barry took a hard right turn today. Yeah, what do, what do you think, Bull? Was that I, your assessment? I mean, yes. I, I think in the end, we're, we're probably all reading more into this than it is, probably. I think that's fair to say. I think yesterday, it was like, why did Stefanski say it that way? Right. He's so calculated. And even though we all thought there's something to it, probably the more you think about it, he probably just screwed up, which he rarely does, <clears throat> and he just put it out there the wrong way. Did you think that Barry was in cleanup mode today? Because I did. Yes. Okay. 100%. Yeah, I did, too. But I, I, the more I thought about it, like today, I was like, I think Stefanski just screwed up. And we're used to him being so buttoned up in these press conferences that, you know, obviously Barry said today, well, we all saw that he couldn't make the throws, so we were all on the same page. Right. I think to me, we reported on Friday. No, it was after we left the air on Friday because I, I, I learned I was upstairs in the Channel 3 newsroom when it happened. Mary Kay tweeted out Friday after we left the right. air, mm-hmm. just talked to Deshaun Watson. He thinks he'll be able to go. Yes. That was the biggest mistake of the that, whole situation. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say next. That's what I was going to say next. And I think the lesson here and the takeaway is you always want to, if it's a teaching moment, if you're Andrew Barry and you're Kevin Stefanski, you're going to the player and you're saying, you can't tell a reporter that. You can't tell right. the beat reporter for this team that you think you're going to play. Yeah. Because you, through that comment, set expectations here. She came just, my even if you think you're going to play, don't yeah. say that. I'm, I want to play. I'm going to try to make it happen. I'm going to do my sure. best to be out there. Yeah. That way it's still very up in the air. But, but it, when he said, I think I, I should be able to play, the, the, the temperature on that was... 30 degrees when we yeah, left thought, the air Friday. He thought yeah. An hour that. later, it was 80 degrees. Well, right. Saturday, uh, Saturday uh, on my show, The Barbershop, she came, she, we had Mary Kay on. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, we, we fully expect him to play. Right. And, and that's why. Everybody did. And I think that, that was, and Mike that, said it, I think if you're looking for where this train came off the tracks, it was Friday afternoon when Deshaun Watson told right. the beat writer for the team, I should be able to now, go. I don't think kill, we need. I'm not killing Deshaun no. for saying no. that. Well, he I'm thought, not going to kill him. He thought either, he was going to play, but he I think it's a teachable moment. It is don't definitely. do that in the future. Right? Don't do that. When we went off the air an hour before that popped up, or maybe a half hour even, we were all assuming he wasn't going to play. That was that's what I said. The yeah. temperature in the room was it's not yeah. going to happen. He thought that shot was going. You know, you and, get, and you, that might have been it. You get that shot. We've all had those shots, and we know that sometimes they hit the spot. Yeah, and you feel like you're brand new. And other times, for whatever reason, well, if they they don't work. So I've had the shot. Actually, the year we went to the national championship and won it all, me and Zeke got the shot every game. But I it, know, yeah, it was from the beginning of the season. No, no, no. It was like I, I injured my shoulder in the week of the Michigan State week. That whatever, whatever. I, I love that. That's that. And, that's and that I remember we Meyer played. We, yeah, we was doing that, we like, was doing the tackling drill, shot. and I went to tackle this dude, and I landed on my shoulder, and I had a, a messed up AC joint. So, and then Zeke ended up doing it in the game like that that week. So, anyways, I know what the shot feels like. If you get when you get the shot, if it don't hurt like really bad. Then it's not gonna be a fight. Right, no, it, right. it gotta, burn. it has to hurt because they gotta hit the exact spot. Bro, that's right, where it's at. And so it was time. It, it was some games that I got the shot, and I was like, man, that ain't even that bad. But I felt my shoulder in the game. But when I was sitting there like, oh, getting the shot, I'm like, okay, I didn't feel anything for the whole game. So right. maybe for this, Deshaun maybe it's Watson the nerve. Case. They've got to get it exactly yeah. on the right nerve. Yeah. But so, I, I know that sometimes. 
it works like gold. And yeah. other times you're questioning, did they even give me yeah. a shot? So I mean, I'm thinking maybe in his career, maybe he's had this prop, this injury before and he's probably gotten a shot and they hit, hit the spot and he was like, oh yeah, I'm good to go. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. Rothman and Ice. If I would have gotten on that plane in Miami to go to Atlanta, this Delta flight, that would have been baby stuff along what I would have delivered. Rothman and Ice, weekdays at noon. Sponsored by your local Pella Window showroom. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That'll put a wrap on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Our thanks again to my guest, Tyvis Powell, as well as our Locked On contributions for this week. Now for Paul Keels and Eric Reeser, producer Colin Berenger, I'm Matt Andrews. We'll have another show for you next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, 